Hello and welcome back to another week of Minute Bowl. Thank you for joining us. My name is Cuppy Cup and today I'm joined by Jimmy Guards. How are you folks? I think the audience is going to be doing splendidly. Let's find out about Cool Hand Lucas. Very excited to be here. What was that exactly? I don't know. I was just trying to be as excited as Jimmy. It seemed offensive. Yeah. We are going to roll with some football content this week. Uh, Gambling, Jimmy's specialty. Ha! I'll take it. (laughs) So Jimmy uh, was the the gambling segment host for We've Never Been Clicked. I don't know how many of those we actually did or what your record was, but I'm assuming you were pretty close to undefeated. We cashed many millions been on vacation since the end of last season, enjoying the spoils of all the picks. So hopefully the listeners followed along and are all now wealthy Aggies. The last generation had Jimmy the Greek. We have Jimmy the Irish. (laughs) A little trivia. The reason that we're doing almost daily podcasts is because we are just living off our Milskis from uh, Jimmy's gambling advice. So many Milskis. So many. All right, so I get emails almost daily from, uh, let me get his title, from the, uh, well, he doesn't have a title, but he works for Cool Media PR, and I have no idea what that organization does, but they do send uh, gambling information to my email account. Uh, For all of the the major conference teams and the independents, I have the odds of winning the conference and the projected win total. So we're going to talk about those, talk about the over-unders and you know where we would put our smart money, which means I'm not really going to participate other than just uh, firing off the team names and asking what you two think. Well, I feel like we should record these um, picks that we're making and then maybe circle back during the lull between the title games and then the beginning of bowl season. And it might be fun to just revisit and see how we did. Do we want to start with the SEC West? So I think we're going to do the SEC West, last year's playoff teams, and of course, Jimmy, we have to do Notre Dame. Well, yeah, they were in the playoff, buddy. Ooh, touche. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, let's see. I don't know much about what's what's happening in the football landscape here. But <laughs> <laughs> That's our host. <laughs> I'm already I'm already nervous because we're going to do the SEC West and all the SEC teams are lumped together alphabetically. So I have to pick out which teams belong to the West. Um, so there may be some <laughs> <laughs> some unfortunate comedy here. Uh, so let's start from the bottom, meaning they have the worst odds to win the conference. Uh, Ole Miss is 150 to 1 to win the SEC. So this is to win the entire SEC, not just the SEC West. And their win total over under is five wins. What do you think, uh, Lucas? Five wins. I count. They got to play uh, California. They got to they get California at home. I'm going to count uh, one SEC win over Arkansas. So if they can beat Cal, they can get to five. But I don't think they beat Cal. So I count three out of conference wins and a win over Arkansas to get to four. So I'll take the under. All right, we have one for the under. How about you, Jimmy? I think it remains to be seen if head coach Matt Luke is the uh, long-term answer. 
he brought in a couple college football retreads, old Mike McIntyre coaching the defense from Colorado and Rich Rodriguez. Yes. Going to be leading the offense. So um, kind of interesting times in Oxford, but I'm with Lucas on the under. I mean, it's, it's not a good sign. They kick off the season at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis and they're a touchdown underdog uh, to the Memphis Tigers. So I think it's going to be tough sled and they've got a couple layups in there to get easy wins but um it's a it's a brutal schedule through through the uh, sec west tough road trip to mizzou i'm taking the under five i'm gonna go ahead and and start uh on fire here and go over bowl eligible ole miss bowl eligible are they are they on probation or something i don't know I feel like I just may have flexed a little bit of college football knowledge if indeed they're on probation. They definitely were on probation last year. I don't know if uh, that how long that lasts. Yeah. Well, whatever. We're not here to to teach anything. So <laughs> we're not uh, here for facts. Folks. Yeah. We're gonna skip over the next team temporarily. The the next to bottom is Texas A and M, which is gonna upset everybody. Um, or it's easy money, right? If you don't believe that that's true. Uh, so let's just jump ahead to Mississippi State. We'll kind of round out the state of Mississippi here, which is already – I'm not going to make the fat joke. I guess I kind of did by saying that. Um, their odds are 33-1 to 1 to win the SEC, and their uh, win total is 8. What do you think, Lucas? We'll just keep the order. I'll take the over. I think they get to 9 with a bowl win. The, it is a regular season win total. Oh, well then. Yeah, I should have clarified that at the top. Thank you for raising the issue early. Well, then I'll take push. I think they, they. What is this? I think they get four SEC wins, and that's it. Is that Jimmy? Is that allowed? Are we going to let him take a push? No, you got to take a side. You have oh. to take a stand. Well, then I'm taking an under because I'm a hater. Okay. What's going to happen is we're going to have um, an impossibility here where like every team's the under, but maybe that's just hedging. <laughs> How about you, Jimmy? Uh, I I lean under. It's their non-conference schedule sets up to look kind of easy on paper, but it's they have three sneaky hard teams. They're the matinee act at the uh, the Superdome in uh, New Orleans. They're playing Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, and then uh, Southern Miss, and then K-State. They should be healthily favored in all of those, but each one of those teams can give you some problems and keep things interesting. Uh, going late into the second half and then you know conference play doesn't do them any favors they're they're going to knoxville tennessee i'm kind of bullish on this year i think they're gonna um make a push i think they're um they're gonna be kind of sneaky in the east they got to go to auburn um arkansas on the road they should take care of business but I, i still feel like eight is too high for that team yep and like jimmy said i'm bullish on tennessee as well and they lose a lot. They lost Nick Fitzgerald. They lost, you know, four incredible defensive players in the draft. That was a probably the best defense in the conference last year. And they lost a significant amount of talent. So I look for a drop off from Mississippi State. Well, you've convinced me. I'm going with the under as well. Although one uh, funny thing is I pulled up their schedule in Google. You know, you just search the schedule and then Google gives you a page. So it has their 2019 schedule. Uh, but already built into that is a 49-0 to zero win over Charleston Southern from 2017. I don't know why it's included, but... All right, 1-0. Maybe that's going to push him to the over, right? So uh, so we're all taking the under then on, on Mississippi State. Is Arkansas completely off the board? I have Arkansas as the worst team in the league. 
not just the West in the league. It's not like me making an oversight on this list. Arkansas is not included for some reason. Uh, <laughs> is the projected win That's total zero? Propaganda. Just just <laughs> cut them out. They don't exist. Yeah, it's zero. You you can't you can't bet the under, so they can't they can't put them on the board. I wonder if we could find a win total somewhere. Uh, but yeah, they're not in my list. What do you think? Let's just. Uh, how many wins do you think Arkansas is going to get this year? They they get kind of lucky with their uh, non-conference schedule. They'll, they can basically check off three wins, and then I don't know if they can win two games in the conference this year. So if they were to you know knock somebody off uh, at home, I guess you consider that a successful year. They've had a weird offseason. I, I feel like the players aren't really into uh, uh, Chad Morris and – A&M may have dodged a bullet with Chad Morris. Yeah, I think you said the over-under at four. And, I mean, they got pretty steamrolled by Colorado State last year. Uh, That's not – Mike Bobo's team is one that can jump up and bite you. And so even if you give them the four non-conference wins, I don't see them being favored in any SEC game. Uh, They do have to go to Ole Miss. They get them early and – that's it. Either they give them the over under four, and I'd take it less than four. So next up is Auburn at uh, twenty eight to one odds to win the SEC, and their win total, like Mississippi State, is eight. Well, I would say twenty eight to one odds to win the SEC is a pretty good bet. Uh, I might take that. Uh, if you're not familiar with Auburn's uh, ping pong type relationship with Gus Malzahn, uh, this is the good Gus year. There's always a good gush year followed by a bad gush year. Last year was the bad year. This year is the good year. Auburn has a very strong defensive line, which, in my opinion, always leads to a very good football team. You know, they could sneakily, even though they play, they have a tough uh, non-conference schedule. I believe they open with Oregon. The West beats himself up. Somebody beats Alabama, and then they beat Alabama at the end of the year to get into the conference championship game. If the over-under is eight, I'm taking the over. It's so hard to figure out Auburn. And <laughs> – you see it in their fans. They don't know what to do with uh, Gus Malzahn. You know, it's like it's uh, just a confusing, um, confusing program under his watch. It's uh, the non-conference schedule. Aside from Oregon's a joke, so there's three wins there with Samford, Kent State, and uh, Tulane. Um, if they they're going to get a ton of buzz if they beat Oregon um, on the opening weekend at Jerry World. Both of those teams, Auburn and Oregon, uh, rematch of the Cam Newton um, national championship. But anyway, um, both are kind of cheeky picks to have big seasons. I don't know. I'm going under just because their SEC schedule is pretty brutal. Like they they play at A&M, they play at Florida, at LSU. They've got to play Georgia from the east. So overall, pretty, pretty rough schedule and I don't know if uh if they don't get to nine ten wins I don't know what do you do with Gus I think he has to get to eight wins to keep his job yeah and and I don't think it would be people would be very happy at eight yeah it depends on who the eight are you know he gets to eight wins and you know two of those eight wins are Florida and, and Georgia well you might win or you know Florida and Alabama but if you get to eight wins and the eight are the four non conference and Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and A&M, I don't think he keeps his job. Timing is so much everything. Like Kevin Sumlin was kind of a, vic- a victim of the timing of when he had to play certain teams. Auburn has a huge opportunity 
by playing Georgia and Alabama in two of the last three weeks of the year at home. If they knock off one of those teams, it makes the season look a lot better. If they get stomped in front of the home crowd by both those uh, uh, rivals, look out, Gus. I have seen a lot of people say Auburn is Texas A&M's must-win game. I agree with that. It will set the tone for both seasons. You know, they play – we play in week four. And, you know, the team that wins that game is set up to run pretty deep into the SEC West. Okay. Well, on that note, I'll take the over for Auburn. Lucas, you had the under? I have the over. I'm going with nine. Okay. I should also mention we're doing this, you know, for grins, and so we're just – uh, taking the over/under, the real juice. I'm looking at live odds. If you took the over on Auburn, it's plus 130. So if you put 100 bucks on that and Auburn got over the eight, you'd uh, take home uh, 130 plus your initial bet. To take the under, you got to lay a lot of juice. It's minus 156. So that means to win 100, you'd have to put down uh, $156. So it shows you kind of which way they're shading. Um, but it's, it's on the solid number. It's not on a half. So Auburn at eight, interesting total. That's what we should do. Going, if we're going to keep the bet. So I'm going to take the one, I'm going to take the Auburn plus plus one thirty. I don't have these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jimmy, if you have that information, you can, you can, uh, provide it for other teams as you if see. If it's fit. a big swing on any of them. Yes. I will mention it. All right, now we're starting to get into the uh, the contenders for uh, for the SEC. We have LSU at fourteen to one odds to win the SEC with a win total of nine. I've got uh, two losses on that schedule. I think they lose two games, but no, actually, I'm going to go under. I was a hater last year, and I'm going to be a hater this year. I'm going to take the under. I'm t- I've got them going with eight wins. How about you, Jimmy? I'm taking the over. Uh, I think this is a a good year for LSU. I think they're on the ups and um, I think they'll be one of the most improved teams of the year. I, I think A&M um, is going to have their hands full, but I'm taking the over nine. I mean, just the SEC West is so loaded this year. If you're bullish on Auburn, you can't be bullish on L- LSU too. I would agree with that. Now, and this is where it's like, you have to really look at when and where these games are taking place. LSU gets Auburn at home um, late October. That'll probably be a night game. Of course, they play at Texas, which I think they're going to beat Texas. Um, They play at Mississippi State. That's a breeze. At Alabama's obviously tough. At Ole Miss, that'll be a breeze. So Alabama and Texas are the two tough road trips for them. Um, Other than that, everybody else is coming to Death Valley. And one thing, you know, talking about Auburn and LSU, Florida affects both their schedules as far as total win total. And uh, Florida is going to be – that's the second year under Dan Mullen. I expect them to be – they were much improved last year. I, I, continue, I think they'll continue to get better. That was a hell of a game last year in the Swamp, and I, I can't wait for that game. October 12th, uh, Florida returning the favor back at um, Baton Rouge. Yeah, and, I, and the Texas, I think Texas with Ellinger and uh, – LSU with Burrow and I mean that's going to set the tone for both their seasons I mean the hype whoever wins that game the hype will be just incredible for that team coming off I think it's going to be an extremely good game and uh, and I gotta say I'm really rooting for LSU and I'm really worried I'm going to take the under on LSU's uh, season here and uh, a little trivia Florida is also 14 to 1 odds to win the SEC and their win total is also nine 
Mm. Pretty even matchup, possibly. And finally, uh, well, not finally, we're going to get back to A&M, but we have Alabama at one to two odds to win the SEC uh, with a win total of 11. Does one to two mean like you bet 100 bucks and you win 50 on top of your original bet? The way I'm seeing it, I see Alabama 11. If you take the over, it's minus 130. Um, so you have to lay $130 to win 100. Or if you took the under, it's plus 110. Lay 100 and you'd win uh, 110. All right. I don't think that's what I was asking, but I'm not sure. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking at the win the conference odds, but I don't even know how you, how you bet that. What do you think on 11, Lucas? Well, basically, they have to go undefeated for you to get the, hit the over. Correct. So, and But looking at their schedule, there's really no tough game on there. Um, they get, hey, buddy. You know, they get South Carolina and uh, Tennessee and uh, from the east. And they Tennessee hasn't beaten Alabama in, I don't know, it's 5,000 days, 12 years, since forever. And so, and I don't think it's going to happen this year. They get LSU at home. Uh, the really only tough game that they have is uh, at Auburn at the end of the year. And I'm going to go with the over. I think they beat Auburn. So I think they go, they run the table. They're easily the deepest and most talented team with the best quarterback in the conference. So. There you go. How about you, Jimmy? Just going off of my kind of rough numbers of handicapping teams. I think Alabama is going to be at least a touchdown favorite in every single game this season. And Almost every game, they'll be a two-touchdown favorite, the exceptions being LSU. Because they're playing at A&M, I could see that spread being maybe um, A&M plus 12 or 13. As a gambler, that's hard to bet, though, right? Betting on the undefeated season? Yeah, and I wouldn't put actual money on that. I'm just saying if I had a gun to my head, I would put it on the over. The thing is, though, and this is a stat that came up last year that I heard, is that but under Saban, the average margin of victory in SEC or SEC games for Alabama has been more than 20 points. I think it's something like 23 points. And last year in the SEC games, uh, nobody got as close as that. Uh, the closest was actually A&M, who lost by 22. So, you know. It's unbelievable. Which Wonderful. Which is just unbelievable. So, they are very, very good bets. And, of course – and that was in the regular season. Georgia got to within a touchdown in the in the SEC championship game. But in the regular season, the closest to them in the SEC was 22 points. Right. Yeah, I'll take the over two. You've convinced me. I, I felt like I could not take the over on this. But uh, for some reason, when you started talking about the average margin of victory, 59 to nothing came rushing back. So, um, yeah, I'll take the over as well. Fun memories. Yeah, all of my, <laughs> all of my football memories are very fun. Uh, so let's, uh, w- with the caveat that I, I think tomorrow we're going to talk about a and schedule in a little more depth. So let's do this superficially. Um, let's talk about a and with the idea that we're going to dig in tomorrow. Um, okay. so a and like Mississippi state is 33 to one odds to win the sec. Um, but their win total is actually lower than Mississippi state. It's 7.5. I'll take I'll take the over on that. I think we get to eight wins. Uh, I think we get five SEC wins and three non-conference wins. Where the five come from, I don't know. But, you know, we'll definitely be underdogs in three SEC games. So super high level, it, 
it's a weird how the schedule lines up this year. I have A&M with six of the 12 games. I predict A&M will be at least a touchdown favorite in. So, you know, just if we were just to go by my handicap of this, you could find your six wins easily there. The flip side of that is I see four games where A&M will be double-digit underdogs in Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. So, I don't know, call that four losses. That leaves two games that I think are the real um, toss-ups, the two that are going to really determine the success of the season. We already talked about Auburn earlier this year at home and then Mississippi State at home. I think those will be um, handicapped pretty tight. Um, I'm taking the under. I think it's going to be seven and five. Yeah, I'm. I'm also taking the under. Uh, you know, as as everyone who knows me probably expected. Um, and, uh, and then <laughs> we'll, we'll quickly move along from there. All right. So uh, if you actually had to bet one of the SEC West teams in terms of betting the win total, which one would you bet? Which one do you feel the best about? Uh, I would say I like LSU over nine myself. Okay. I like A&M over seven and a half. I was going to say I like A&M under. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone already hates me, so that's fine. Um, and the, the real reason I said that is because it's the most recent thing I said, and I don't want to say that I'm most confident in something in the opposite direction of what I said earlier in the show. Fun times in the SEC. Uh, let's let's hit a couple more te- or a few more teams of interest. Um, Let's let's round out the playoffs uh, from last year. So uh, Clemson, the odds of winning the ACC are pretty good, one to four, and the over-under is 11.5. I don't see anybody getting close to Clemson this year. A fun, uh, fun fact is that the second highest win total in the ACC is Miami at 8.5. So not, not a great outlook for the conference. Uh, and Clemson doesn't play Miami. So wow, there you go. There isn't a really tough game or even a competitive game uh, on the road for them until they play uh, NC State in November. And I don't think NC State is anywhere near Clemson's caliber, even though they have given them trouble in recent years. But okay, yeah, I think they easily win twelve. How about you, Jimmy? Uh, I'm going over the ACC is going to be ass this year. <laughs> It's going to be so bad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Clemson is the only top 20 team from the ACC. Really the only if on their schedule is Texas A&M. We're by far the, the best team that they play. They are going to jog through that schedule. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Like, this is such a joke of a schedule. <laughs> I want to take the under and say that I think a and going to beat them and win less than seven and a half games, but I, I don't know if I can. Ooh, that would be that would be very Sumlin esque. That would yeah. Can you imagine how excited everyone is after knocking off Clemson and then finishing the season with six or seven wins? Well, I mean, that's you, you get your big uh, September non conference victory, and then <laughs> and then oh, then boy. disappoint. Yeah, good times. Good the times fun on the- in this is going to be uh, the last weekend in September. They play at Chapel Hill, and they're going to kick the shit out of uh, our old buddy Mac Brown. I kind of like Mac Brown. I like him I now. That's why I called him our buddy. Yeah. Isn't it weird how that works? Like I really like Mac Brown and Mike Leach now, even though like I used to hate them so passionately. Now that they don't like embarrass us every year. Oh yeah. Maybe that was part of it. 
I'll see, like, I don't like Mac Brown, but I love Mike Leach because, you know, Mac Brown's full of shit and Mike Leach is, is not. Mike Leach lays it all out there. He doesn't care if you like it or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mac's always politicking. Yeah, that's why I don't like Mac. Yeah, Leach is only politicking when it's QAnon. Um, let's see. So now this podcast has been flagged. <laughs> How about Oklahoma? They're going to be an interesting team this season, I think. They did make the playoff, yes? Yeah, they did. Uh, they're four to five odds to win the Big 12, and their over-under win total is 10.5 without Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts time, baby. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go with the under. You have Texas winning the uh, Red River rivalry shootout? Maybe. I think Texas will be better this year. Uh, one of the commentators I saw the other day uh, was commenting on, this was in some recruiting context, but uh, stated that uh, Oklahoma's defense doesn't have a single uh, player who's going to make it to the NFL. And Some other commentators agree with it. They're very thin on defense. You know, you lose the best player in the nation. Um, you know, you lose the receivers to go with him. I'm taking the over. They have a tricky non-conference schedule, and kudos to OU. They always do play uh, solid non-conference teams. They play uh, Houston to open the season. Uh, they'll see their old buddy Dana Holgerson, which is – college football's crazy, man. These guys, their career paths, it's just funny how they all meet up again. Um, so Dana Holgerson heading back to uh, Oklahoma – um, but this time with the Cougars and then um, at UCLA, uh, I think I'm bullish on UCLA this year. I think they're going to be vastly improved in year two under Chip Kelly, but I think OU should still be able to um, just out athlete them in that game. Their toughest games are Texas, which is neutral site and then Iowa state um, and they get to play Iowa state at home. So I'm taking the over. I want to go on the record here for keep this for November, but I, I'm going against Jimmy's take. I think UCLA is going to be complete ass this year <laughs> and uh, and worse under Chip Kelly. Uh, and I think Chip Kelly's never going to recover. Wow. Um, and I also Takes. think uh, West Virginia under under the new coach Neil Brown is going. I'm a big fan of big fan of Brown. What he did at Troy, big big guy doing less with more or doing more with less. I think he's going to give him a shot. I think West Virginia will be competitive, very competitive this year. Embrace debate. <laughs> I think that's Kansas's tagline is doing doing more with less. I will go over. So just off the top of my head, 81% of their defense returns, even though it was bad. So maybe they've learned something and improved. <laughs> and uh, most of their production losses on offense, which is maybe obvious. And I think they'll be fine there, right? Teams like Oklahoma – I mean, they just they just load up and they're they're going yeah, to continue. They'll be, be very good on, good on offense. Yeah, yeah, you got Lincoln Riley, you're fine. Yep. So I'll take the over, and then let's just slide over to talk about Texas because uh, it seems like the the appropriate thing to do on uh, a show where we don't care about them, but you got to keep your eye on them because we're we're very passionate about recruiting um, here on the Minute Bowl, and we need to watch our in-state neighbors. Um, so Texas is at three to one odds to win the big 12 pretty good. Um, and their win total is 9.5. I'm going to go with the over. I think they get to 10 wins. They only have a few tough games, you know, the LSU game, um, and the Oklahoma game. Even if they lose both those games and they win the rest, that gets them to 10 game, 10 wins. Uh, I do think the, the late season matchup against Baylor, who I also think will be more approved this year. 
uh, will be tougher than people think. Um, but other than that, you know, Texas Tech's got a new coach. Kansas is ass. You know, TCU is not really expected to be a world shaker this year. Um, so, you know, there's not much left there on the schedule. And if they beat LSU, they definitely get to 10 wins. So, and I think, again, I mentioned that earlier, I think that game's going to be really, really tight. But I still think even if you count Oklahoma and Texas' losses, they get to 10 wins. I just want to repeat my tagline for Kansas, doing more with less. Thank you. That's good. They should. Print the T-shirt. Yes. What do you think, Jimmy, about Texas? Okay, so this isn't just bias or me being a hater. I've yeah. actually put my I've put my money where my mouth is on this. I hammered this at under nine and a half for a couple C notes. And by C notes I mean Milskis. <laughs> <laughs> this sets up perfectly. I think there's a, a lot of recency bias. I'm not I'm not gonna be a total prick. Texas beating Georgia, that was impressive. That was a nice bowl win. I don't think Georgia's heart was fully in it, but Regardless, a win's a win, so you tip your hat. Texas only returns eight starters. They won nine regular season games last year, but six were by a touchdown or less. This year, like if you're just handicapping it out now, they're only going to be a clear favorite in seven of those games. I think it's kind of a tough road for the Horns, and like – Talk about going to Iowa State in November. That is going to be a brutal road trip. I think I agree with Lucas. I think at Baylor is going to be really tricky at the end of November. Baylor's, I I don't see that team doing anything except getting better as the season goes along with Matt Rule. I really like Matt Rule and the, you know, he, he builds tough football teams and that's not a team I would want to play um, towards the end of the regular season. So uh, I'm taking that under nine and a half. What happens to uh what happens to the Tom Herman if it's if it's under nine and a half though? I think he's fine at eight or nine. Yeah, but I think I would be really I'm I'm gonna hate it because it'll probably will happen, but with AM and Texas both at you know around eight wins at the end of the year or in between bowl season or championship games and bowl season when all the recruiting is going on, I can't I can just definitely I'm not looking forward to all the talk as to who's going up and who's going down, who's disappointed and who hasn't. Who's ducking who in the Texas Bowl? Well, we'll just have to see how the brand equity shakes out at the end of the year. <laughs> who has the stronger brand? I mean, right now, A&M has more Fortune 500 CEOs, so got to give the nod to A&M. <laughs> and Jimmy, now that you mention it off the top of my head, uh, Texas is ranked 121st in returning production. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think I'm going to take the I don't under give, here. I, as far as returning offensive production, I don't give a lot of stock to that. Cause really all they had last year was Ellinger anyway, who I really was impressed with that. He is a significant, he is a gamer. What about defense? So they only returned 40% of their defense. Yeah. That's, that's they, tough. They did lose a lot, but you know, none of those guys were drafted highly. So, you know, some of those guys, you know, what did you lose? Well, you did, you lost some average players. So you hope the guys behind them were you hope the guys behind them were better. And the guys that they do have coming back, like Brandon Jones of, you know, AM recruiting fame are really good or at least highly touted. So I don't know. You're kind of on an island taking the over here, Lucas. It's it's not that I think they're good, it's that I think the rest of the Big Twelve is bad. Yes. My jokes always fly on the minute bowl. Oh, and I, I've already hammered Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Tech in week one against the Horns. 
that spreads 21 and a half. And I don't, I don't see uh, the Horns being uh, that big of a fave over Louisiana Tech, who's quietly salty and might have one of the top three cornerbacks in the country. And Terry Bradshaw motivating them. Hell yeah. And Skip Holtz is always, he always puts together salty underdog teams when he's, you know, he's not good as when he's coaching the better teams, but when he's coaching teams like East Carolina or, or Louisiana Tech, he can always put together teams that are at least competitive against the bigger boys, particularly early in the year with, you know, a healthy team walking in there the first game of the year. I like, I like, I'm with Jimmy there. I would, that's a salt, that's a, that's a tasty bet. What was the spread? 21 and a half. Wow, that might be the second most bloated thing behind Terry Bradshaw in that game. Hey, oh, Bradshaw, <laughs> folks, from failure to launch with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Boomers love some Terry. That's true. Oh goodness, sorry, we, that was forced, but we we did promise to make fun of him quite a lot. Yeah, we have the district division on the on the Manute Bulls to drag Terry Bradshaw whenever we can. So yeah, we will. any opportunity. All right. So I think we only have one more team to discuss and that is playoff, uh, um, participant, uh, <laughs> last season, Notre Dame. Why'd you laugh? I didn't, I didn't laugh. That was just a nervous tick. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's start with you on this. Cause I feel like we need the passionate pick first. Mm. Oh, I didn't even give you the numbers. Did I? Um, mm. So let me let me dig down all the way to independence here. Notre Dame, obviously no conference numbers. Uh, the win total is 9.5, 9.5. Okay. Uh, I think Notre Dame is going to have a bit of a drop off this year, um, as much as it pains me to say that. Uh, the home schedule, I think they're going to sail through. But check out these road games. At Georgia – in September at Michigan in October. Um, and then they end of the end the year at, at Stanford. Uh, I don't believe that Brian Kelly has ever won at Stanford. Um, so even though Stanford might be down, that's always been Notre Dame's Achilles heel. So you take those three road games and then maybe throw in a, a surprise loss somewhere. Um, you know, hosting Virginia Tech, hosting USC. Uh, I, I got to take the under. I hope it doesn't happen. Um, I'm not going to bet it because I could see this going either way. I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame went 10-2 and two in the regular season, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went 8-4. and four. It's, I hope the listeners can hear this. It sounds like you're hitting something as you discuss this. Are you, like, hitting your head against the wall? I've got, a, uh, got the Jimmy leg. what about you lucas 9.5 i'm gonna take the under i think the jimmy hit all their schedule is really tough this year yeah he didn't even mention the game with us against usc which they have every year and uh, this year they get him at home but uh are they all their even their sec uh acc games uh they have to they get virginia this year you know they have boston college who i think boston college late in the year is a team that i wouldn't want to play agreed and uh, particularly Virginia, Virginia's continues to improve under Bronco Mendenhall. And uh, that's another team that I wouldn't want to play. That's one of those, you know, NBC games where you turn on in the afternoon and all of a sudden it's, you know, 24, 21 Virginia in the third quarter. And you still know what's going to happen. I do think they'll win. I, I'm a, I think Brian Kelly's done a hell of a job there. So it wouldn't surprise me to win all these games, you know, and just wind themselves back in the playoffs again. But I don't think uh, they get past Georgia. I think that's a, 
that's a certain loss, or at least I would bet heavily on them losing that game. And I think USC will be better. And having to go to Michigan, that's just – I think they beat Stanford. I do think he gets his win at Stanford, but I think they lose three games in there somewhere. It's just too difficult to schedule. Oh, I one other note, and I will be sure to mention this to our dear listeners in uh, November, four months from now, but uh, I'm glad Luke brought up Boston College. Boston College is the week after the Navy game. It's almost free money to bet against Notre Dame on the spread the week after they play Navy. Um, so Boston College, whatever, even if it's like they're a 20-point underdog going to South Bend, we will be hammering Boston College on the number um so write that in pencil stick it on your refrigerator if your wife asks what it's about say it's a it's just code for a christmas gift later in the year um, (laughs) because we will be firing on boston college because after you play those academies man oh they take a your uh front seven um they take a beating from having to deal with those little chop blockers and also jimmy you can probably speak to this too but that is boston college's super bowl oh yeah for sure yeah, it's uh, Notre Dame doesn't think about Boston College at all, but Boston College hates Notre Dame. Notre Dame people are such pricks. They call BC backup college. For the sake of consistency, I'm going to take the under as well for all the teams that I hate. Uh, so Notre Dame, Texas, and Texas A&M. And uh, I think that's your minute bowl. Are you right? Did you take the who? Did you take the over on? Was LSU the only team you took the over on? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I took the over on the undefeateds, Alabama and Clemson. Okay. Tune in next time for uh, A&M schedule talk, uh, where we're going to dive in a little bit deeper and uh, and see what uh, we come up with. So I think, did anyone take the over on A&M? Lucas, you did. I so did. It'll be interesting. Uh, Jimmy and I both took four wins, I think. So we'll see how it all, (laughs) we'll see how it all shakes out. All right. See you next time. Thanks for uh, subscribing. Uh, Tell your Texas friends to subscribe since we talk about them every episode and we'll see you tomorrow.